Hello and welcome. Pastor Deborah here and welcome again to another word of encouragement for you from Agape Love, Love is Here's global spiritual teaching ministry. This is going to be number 14 of the year 2023. I'm moving along. Uh, This is my third recording this morning. And I've got one premiering right now. And I'm trying to edit another one. So welcome again. And we want to give a wonderful big big thank you to Zoom Pro, who I'm recording through, and to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video. Now, please remember, I do not use a green screen. So my hair may look strange. I point my hand back here and it disappears know that if it's too fuzzy and the words don't work just close your eyes and listen in today's word of encouragement for you which we all need them every day we need hope we need love like these hearts we need light coming into us to strengthen us the world out there is horrible Each day, each hour, we're tested and tried. We have to give a little bit of ourselves. Sometimes we need daily, hourly love poured into us. So on this word of encouragement, which is based on Psalms 15, 1 through 5, which was written by King David, the second king of ancient Israel out of the Old Testament, we're going to learn something. And I have a question that we're going to talk about for a few minutes. And the question to you is, do you abide? It means live in, get nourished from. Are you permitted in its presence in the sanctuary of the Lord? Do you live in his holy hill of the kingdom of heaven? This represents the inner court. The holy of holies, where God is pouring down into you his love, his light, his joy, his peace, his words of wisdom. And he's pouring them out to you. So my question is, do you abide in this? Do you live in it? In the sanctuary of the Lord. So let's pray first, and then I'll teach. The word of encouragement. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today for bringing us here to the Garden of Eden spiritually. And we thank you for all those tools that you give me to help me record your words. Father, thank you for YouTube, for LinkedIn and Twitter, for being there for these YouTube, for these videos. Father, we thank you for your words that were written down so long ago so we could learn about you your heart your ways your desires for us thank you father for teaching us through your word thank you for helping us understand ourselves others you what our condition is what you desire for us and how to contrast that to another kingdom another king one of terror and the fear of death, the kingdom of darkness, and its king, 
your adversary, Satan. Thank you for helping us to grow spiritually through your love, through your words of spirit and truth. Thank you for all you do for us. In the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, amen. All right, in Psalms 15, 1 through 5. King David is speaking to us. And he's talking to God in prayer. So let's listen in. Verse 1. Lord God, my King and Lord, who shall abide, who shall live in your holy spiritual tabernacle, your sanctuary, your spiritual holy of holies, your courtroom? Who shall dwell, live, In your holy hill, the place of your throne, your authority and dominion, your rulership. First, King David addresses this God as Lord God. Lord means owner. God means self-sufficient one. Then he says, you're also my king who I serve. You have rulership and ownership over me. You have laws and statutes that I must abide by. And I recognize that. And you are my Lord. You are my owner. I serve you. So those were his first opening words. Do you do that? That's a good place to start any prayer. So David's asking him a big question. Who can live in your presence? Verse 2. And the Lord God of Israel answered King David. Does he answer you back when you ask him a question? He does, Pastor Deborah. He answered King David. If you're not hearing from God, there has to be a reason. Could be too much in the flesh. Maybe you're hearing from other things that are taking God's place. Maybe you don't know God well enough to know his heart, his mind, his voice. Maybe your spirit is in a trance. It's asleep. It's a baby. It doesn't recognize his voice. Takes time and training and discipline to do that. So the Lord God is talking back to King David. We're going to listen again. He that walks, does, lives, thinks uprightly in my righteousness and Works, does, speaks, thinks, creates my righteousness and speaks to himself, does a self-talk, family meeting inside. In his deep thoughts, when you speak his truth to yourself, to your soul, to your physical body. In your spiritual heart and soul. So he's saying, first, (laughs) you got to be a person that thinks like me, walks like me, does things like me. You got to be in my righteousness. You got to be doing things my way. And you got to be talking inside of yourself. Spirit's got to be talking to your soul. Your soul's got to be talking to the physical body. He said, That's a good place to start, David, (laughs) right there on the inside of you. 
what you think, what you do, what you believe, what you imagine, who you're listening to, what words have been planted. Verse number three. This is still the Lord answering King David's prayer. And does no wickedness with his tongue. Nor does evil as I define evil. To his neighbor. My spirit has a neighbor called the Holy Spirit. The word of God. My spirit has a neighbor called my soul and my physical body. That's all inside of me. Also, my neighbor is another human or a creature from another planet. They're my neighbor. Also, the animals, the earth, the wind, the fire, the plants, the creatures, the sea, the fish. They are my neighbor. We have lots of neighbors. He is saying anyone that backbites, lies, does evil, wickedness. Not with his own tongue. And does no evil. As I define evil. To his neighbor. Remember, you can have your truth. The world can have a truth. A political party can have a truth. But none of them are not the Lord's truth. He defines evil. Not anybody else. He says, so if you do not do any of these evil things I speak of. To your neighbor. Means lie to your soul. Lie to me. Do not abuse me. My blessings. Or my Holy Spirit. Do not abuse my word I give you. Do not abuse your soul or your physical body. Do not kill what I have planted inside of you. Do not murder your own soul. Or your own physical body. Do not murder or kill others. Innocent ones. Animals. Babies in the womb. Other nations. Other people who don't believe like you do. And you who misuse nature. Resources. Okay. Can't do that. Also he says. That person that does not take up a reproach. Hatred. Evil. Wickedness. Shame. Against his neighbor. Words. Lies. He's saying. You who do my way. Of righteousness. And you do no evil as I define it. To your neighbor. That is who will be in my sanctuary. My holy of holies. Who I'll pour my love out to. Who can stand. Who can stand in the throne room. Who will be my working royal for me. My offspring. My king on another planet. So David's slowly getting his answer. To his question. And that takes us over to Exodus 23. One, and it says, you shall not raise a false report. Put your hand with the wicked. Don't do what they're doing to be an unrighteous witness. What did, what is that? Maybe you agree with the politician, 
or their political platform. And you go vote for them. Mm -hmm. Or what else could that be? Uh, Maybe you believe the television people, the news feeds, the social media posts. And you too just follow the herd. You follow the whatever's being said. And you put your hand to help them. You agree with them. Maybe you attack your family members. Maybe you attack co-workers. Maybe you fire people because they don't believe your way. Maybe you withdraw your support from businesses. Mm -hmm. You become an unrighteous witness. Mm -hmm. That's right. A lot of people put false things out on social media, even in newspapers, books. So now let's get back to Psalms 15, 1 through 5, verse number 4. Now this is God still answering and talking to King David. He is still in prayer. And God goes on and says, in whose eyes? A vile, a vile, a evil, wicked person is condemned. But I, the Lord God, spiritually honors them that fear and respect me, the Lord, over everybody else. Over every other nation, kingdom, law, righteousness, rules. Over every other flag. See, I have a flag called Agape Love. Over every other political party. Over money. Over pleasure, sex, greed. Over every other authority and power. In whose eyes? Yours. You want me to be in my sanctuary, he's saying? My holy holies? You got to do some things. You got to put me the center of everything. And you spiritually honor me. My words, my rules, my justice, my judgment over everything else. Mm -hmm. This is getting deep for King David. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. It was a powerful question just to be asking. God goes on to King David. Did you know that God will just talk away to you? But he'll use scriptures. He'll tell you about himself and you. He wants us to understand him. His rules, his righteousness. He wants us in his holy of holies. In his temple. In his throne room. He wants us there. He's trying to tell you how to get there. How he can pour out his love to us. And we become as he is. Agape love itself. So this God goes on to King David and says, He that swears to his own heart. And here's what you must swear. I will take the punishment for others to save them. 
This was a reference to the coming of Christ that David had heard about. The Messiah was coming, but he hadn't come yet at King David's time. I will die in service and protection of others. I will lay down my life for another. And I will not change this oath. This God is telling King David, you must have that kind of conviction. As his own son had, as he did. That you will forgive. Take the punishment of an abuser. You will look at them and see. They cannot help themselves. They must be saved. And you, the innocent one, must die for it. I have a great story how I did that and showed this to some precious children out of multi-generational Satanism. It's called, I'll Bear Your Burdens as Christ Jesus Bore Mine. I'll put that in the link in the description. Excellent, excellent story. I have a pacemaker that reminds me every day how I took the infection of a young, precious boy who was raped with a steel rod in his rectum. And he didn't want to take the pain pills because he had been a heroin addict. So I asked God to put his infection on me to show them the love that he had for them and the love I had for him. And they could relate to the cross when Christ Jesus went there. Excellent story to read. True, personal of what Pastor Deborah did right here when I offered myself to be the sacrifice and take the infection. You have to get there. This is what he's telling King David. You must take that oath that you will die for others. Soldiers do it. To protect women and children. Men did it when the Titanic was sinking. Women and children. We will go down with the ship. That's right. And you have to have that in you. Not me first. Not protect me. But protect others. Verse 5. This is the Lord still talking. Well, he was really talking to King David in this prayer time. King David, God is saying, who shall abide with me? Let me tell you a little bit more. He also that gives out his money, not for usury. That means interest. Nor he that offers rewards or gifts or bribes or donations against the innocent. So when a bank offers you money and you have to pay a usury back interest, God said those people, those people, the board of directors, they will not be in the sanctuary of the Lord. Well, he also said, What you give your money to, or who you bribe, or the donations or the gifts that you give, it cannot be against the innocent. And that would mean 
to abort a baby. They're innocent. They didn't cause themselves to be created. They've done no evil. An egg and a sperm came together inside a woman's womb. And nature took its course. You can't give your money and buy little puppies. Because a lot of them come from puppy mills. And a lot of those puppy mills do nothing but research on them. What about to those people that do climate abuses? That abuse the climate, the water, trash our streets. How about to abuse people for pleasure? Brothels. Sex trafficking. Lies to stay in power or to get power. Accusing people of things that's not true. Because you don't want to accept the fact that you caused the problems. So the Lord of King David is saying, I'll help you understand who can abide with me and who can't. Mm -hmm. There's some rules. Your soul, most of our souls cannot be in the presence of God. Neither can our physical bodies, our thoughts and our evil, our imagination, who we serve. They are wicked. They're an abomination to God. We all have a spirit called the forever person. Some of us are still in trances. We haven't quite been born again yet. And if we have, we're probably babies just asleep. Never eating anything, starving, living in darkness and fog. And our spirit can't grow. I was like that. I was in dead religion, not getting anything. I was alive spiritually, a baby in Christ, but I wasn't growing. Didn't know anything. The word was dead to me. It was not alive. So I didn't understand any of this. So Jan, who I used to be, made a lot of mistakes. I was probably one of these evil, wicked people that did not abide in the tabernacle, the holy of holies, the courtroom of God in his throne room. I was not a working royal at the time. I don't know what I was. I was born again, but dead, baby, maybe still in the womb. I don't know. It took a powerful revival, the Brownsville Assembly of God revival in 1995, Father's Day. And for five years till 2000, I laid in the presence of God. I got convicted in my spirit of sin and in my soul. I sought God above everything. I was in church six nights a week, prayer meeting one night a week, going after God, wanting his touch, wanting his love to come down, change my life. You'll see a lot of the videos out on YouTube, the Brownsville Assembly of God revival. Millions came. We were even on 2020. It was a global, wonderful revival of get the sin out and God will touch you. I was probably one of these evil, wicked ones. Didn't even know it. But the the evangelist, Steve Hill, he knew. So he preached and I'd get convicted and down to the altar I went. Then God started touching me spiritually, filling me, cleansing me. And 99.999% of Christians at that time never even came. Some people are still trying to have worldwide revivals. But most of them did not come to the Brownsville revival. You go look at it. 
You watch the videos on YouTube. They're free. God will pierce you right there. The anointing is still on the the service. Revival won't come the way most people think. The end of the world is not yet. We've not completed our mission to go into all the nations. We ain't even gone to Mars yet. Out into other galaxies and star systems. (laughs) In fact, we are the smallest probably religion around. Islam is bigger than us. Mm -hmm. Maybe Buddhist, Hindus. Maybe the Orthodox Jews are bigger than Christians. And the Christians, oh my God, there's a mess. And you know it. And I found out, but we're a mess. So God had to touch me. He had to pour out his love. And you'll read a lot about that in the School of Light. As I'm working through the Kingdom of Agape Love, Volume 1, my stories and my trials and my tests, how God helped me to get fed, to come out of the evil wickedness and become a righteous one in his eyes. So I could be in his holy of holies as a royal priest unto him. I could be a king, a working royal on earth. How I could come to his throne room. How I could bring people into his courtroom of his universe and have him judged. I went from nothing to a king. It took a long time. So you read about that. Well, the Lord God continued talking to David. This was a powerful prayer time for David. God went on and said, David, he that does these things that I just mentioned shall never be moved. And the Lord God went on talking to King David and said, you want to know who will abide with me in my sanctuary, my holy holies, where I pour out my intimate thoughts and wisdom, will be a working royal for me, be a royal priest unto me, will be a king in my throne room. Okay, he's told us who won't, and he's told us who will. And he's told us that he has a righteousness that you must meet, not anything else. And you must and you must take that oath to be in service and protection of others. And you cannot change your mind. You must learn how to die for others, the evil, wicked ones. But you will take their punishment from God so they can see his love and mercy for them. It's a hard walk. So God tells King David in closing out his conversation with him. says, King David, he that does these things that I approve of, that have thoughts, actions, deeds, words, of righteousness that do no evil toward the innocent one. Take no usury for lending out money. That do not give money to purposes and things that hurt innocent things like babies, political parties. He said, those people that do not do those things and take an oath to give their lives in service of others, the innocent ones. They shall never be moved out of my 
sanctuary, out of my holy of holies, out of my throne room. They will never be excommunicated. They will never be taken their titles away. They will never be in advocation. They will never be a non-working royal. They will always be able to come into my holy hill, come into my sanctuary, my holy holies, into my throne room. I will listen to them. They will listen to me. We will have the same goals. They will be in my pleasure and delight. And they will have my approval, my authority, and my anointing on earth or wherever I send them. And that is who can come into my presence, in my sanctuary, my holy mountain, my temple, my holy, holy David. So David got his answer. <laughs> oh, that was a long prayer time with God. So, in this word of encouragement, that I'm asking you, do you abide in the sanctuary of the Lord? Do you live in his holy hill, the kingdom of heaven? His throne room, his courtroom of justice and righteousness of the kingdom of heaven, where he is. Is that you? Or are you somewhere else? You go ask yourself. You talk to God. He'll tell you the same thing. The scriptures have not changed. He's looking at your spirit. That's who he's talking to. He's looking to see if your spirit will transform your soul, who is a mess. And it needs to die. Give up its ways, its rulership over everything. So that was this word of encouragement for you. Asking you this question, do you, your spirit man, your forever person, abide and live in and receive the word of God, the copy love, the gifts, the Holy Spirit? A lot of people say they do, but they're getting it from the other side. They're getting it from another king, the kingdom of darkness. Because they prophesy things and they don't come true. Everybody's trying to tell what the future is. They want to be a prophet. They want to hear from God. Because they think you don't. Mm-hmm. When you get in the flesh, you will not hear from God. I, I've got a story about that. And then God will speak to somebody else. Come and tell you the truth. That's right. So if you're not hearing from God, there are reasons. And you need to talk with somebody. And look at yourself. You may be asleep. I had a lady I was working with. Her spirit was asleep in a trance. She didn't know it. She thought she was hearing from God, but she wasn't. It was just her soul. Mm -hmm. She had to wake her spirit up. I had to teach her how to do that. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us are just soulish Christians. We're in religion that's dead. The soul does not talk to God at all. We learned that by a young man named Jesus Christ with a lady at a well in Samaria. He said, God is a spirit, and he is looking for and searching for your spirit to worship him in spirit, not up on a high mountain, not in the temple of Jerusalem. In spirit, you want your spirit 
to spirit. And he wants your spirit to have truth about him. That's who he's seeking and looking for is your spirit, your forever person. So you'll be encouraged. There is hope for you. And you too can live in the high holy hills, the tabernacle, the kingdom of heaven. Be a working royal for him and receive his gifts, his promises, his covenant, his life, his support, encouragement. But you got to be one of his kids doing no evil according to him. Your soul has to be under the rulership of your spirit and the word of God. That's right. So I want to encourage you. You can get there if you're not there. Mm-hmm. That's right. I got there. Took many years. Test failures. Test again. Trials by fire. Death. But I got there. So you can get there too if you wanted. My job now is to help you babies to grow up. To listen and learn. That you too can carry on. Long after I'm gone. And you can be a working royal. Mm -hmm. Not half in and half out. Not excommunicated. Not in advocation. Of your duties. But a full working royal. Day in and day out. Supporting the king of the kingdom of heaven. Being about his work. Being his messenger. Being his voice to others. All around the world and other galaxies. So you be encouraged. There is hope for you if you want it. Mm -hmm. And I'll see you again on the next word of encouragement. Should be number 15 of the year 2023. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to reach out with your love. Fulfill Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives. Give them a Hebrews 4.12. Help them. Father, (laughs) they need all the help you got to come alive to you. Help their spirits to learn to seek you in spirit and to learn about you in truth. And so they too can become a working royal and they can enter into your kingdom, into your presence, into your throne room, into your sanctuary, your holy of holies. They can be your prophet, your priest. They can be your ambassador to other nations. And they can be about your work all around the world and other worlds, working for you, speaking for you, doing your work that will bring glory back to you, the kingdom, your righteousness, and your glory. Help them, Father. They need everything you got in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. See you next time on the next word of encouragement. Bye.